This shit a motherfucking layup. I been Steph Curry with the shot. Been cooking with the sauce. Chef Curry with the pot, boy. Live from the 301. Live from the pot. I want to welcome my audience to episode number nine of Curry in the Pot. I'm your host, Mike Curry. And I got I got a little bit of news to share with y'all. But I got something real special for y'all tomorrow on the day of the draft. But we're going to talk about episode nine. So, today's topics are... I'm going to talk a little NBA playoff news. I'm going to talk about these game fives that are coming up as well as the possible game sixes that are coming up. And I got a little NFL news. I got some Marshawn Lynch news, some great news from Marshawn Lynch. And then I got a little local news. So let's get right into things. I'm going to go to Monday's matchups. And the first matchup we had on Monday night was the Wizards versus the Hawks. And I just want to talk about how the Wizards let the Hawks get back into the series. I think both teams thrive off of playing at home. I believe Atlanta plays really well at home. And you're seeing why the series is tied. The Wizards took care of business at the Verizon Center. They won both of their games. The Hawks took care of business at the Phillips Arena by winning both of their games. But I want to talk about why the series is tied. The last two games... The Atlanta Hawks have been the aggressor. They've been the more physical team. John Wall and Bradley Beal, they've been taking care of business, but it's about the other guys. The Wizards need the other guys to get involved. Martian Gortat, you had 18 boards the other night by only two points. I think the Wizards need to find more ways to get him touches, including the pick and roll. But not just running the pick and roll, but feeding Gortat on the pick and roll. I think they need to get back to that a little more. Otto Porter, you've been relatively inconsistent the whole series. And you're in a contract year and you're talking about max money. But you've been very inconsistent. And Markeith Morris, I know you have a tough assignment in Paul Millsap. But you had 21 points in game one. But games two, three, and four, you had 21 combined. The Wizards need some more from you. And let me get to the bench. Kelly Oubre, I'm a big fan of yours. You have a tremendous amount of upside. But you got to get it together. The Wizards look to you for a spark off the bench for your defense and also for you to make open shots. You got to do some more. Brandon Jennings, you got to do a little more. I like Bojan Bogdanovic. I like him. He had 13 the other night, but it wasn't enough. The turning point in that game to me, was Dennis Schroeder had three personal fouls, and I believe it was like early second quarter, and the Wizards had like an 8-10 to 10 point lead. They should have put them away immediately. They had Jose Calderon coming in. You mean to tell me that Jose Calderon can guard John Wall? That was the perfect time for the Wizards to put that game away, and they did not. They failed to do so. And then in the third quarter, the Wizards just got outplayed. But I want to give credit when credit is due. I want to credit Mike Budenholzer. And I also want to credit the Atlanta Hawks for getting Dwight Howard back involved into the offense. Dwight Howard had 16 points and 15 rebounds the other night. Dwight Howard used to be the most dominant center in the game. 
And if you establish him, throw him some lobs, get him some touches, he'll want to play defense. So I want to give credit to the Hawks. They, they tied this series up. Uh, we have a very interesting game five coming up tonight at 6 o'clock p.m. So it's going to be an interesting game to see. Really quickly, I want to talk Raptors and Bucks, and I think the series is over now. I know, I know. I said I'm not gonna say who I think is gonna win because it keeps going back and forth. I think the Raptors are gonna close this one out in six, but I don't think Milwaukee is gonna go down without a fight. I just believe that they don't have enough, and Toronto got a big boost from Norman Powell the other night, a guy. I didn't expect to give him a boost, but he had 25 the other night. If Toronto can continue to get contributions like that, that would be really big for him. I don't think they can beat the Cavs, but I think they're a deep team that they could give the Cavs, you know, some competitiveness. I think they could give them like a, a six-game series, but ultimately we know the Cavs will win. But they got a big boost from Norman Powell, who led the team with 25. Sergi Baca was the second leading scorer with 19. So if the Raptors can do that, they'll be just all right. But as for the Bucks, like I said, I just don't think they have enough. Uh, the Greek freak can only do so much. Malcolm Brockner, who I think is the rookie of the year, has been playing great this series. But I think they just don't have enough. I think they're really missing Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker was huge for them. He was averaging 20 this season. He's having a really good year. But I hope he recovers well from that torn ACL. And the Bucks have a bright future. Moving right along to the Trailblazers and Warriors series. That game, that game four was over early. It was over early when the Warriors jumped out with a 45-point first quarter. It was just a barrage of three. Steph Curry got, got going in that game. He had 37. He set the tone, honestly. Draymond Green had 21. But Steph set the tone. Damian Lillard, I got to put you on blast real quick, man. You said Blazers in six. And Mike Curry said, no. I even said you guys going to get a game, but you guys got swept. So what's up with that, man? Damon Lillard, I like you. You're a great player in this league. But you guys got to do better. I thought you guys would at least win one, especially when Kevin Durant went out with an injury. That was you guys' chance to get a game. He missed two games. That was you guys' chance to get a game, especially – Game three is a game I think you guys should have had. But, like I said, Damon Lillard, you said Trailblazers in six. Mike Curry said no. And Golden State is moving on to the next round to play the winner of the Jazz and Clippers series. A series that has been very interesting. And it's had a lot of twists and turns with the injuries. I'm going to talk about that a little later. Next series I want to talk about is the series where we had our top two MVP candidates, the Rockets versus the Thunder. And I had, I believe I said the series was going to go five or six, but I think I stuck with five because I knew Russell Westbrook was good enough to get the Thunder a game. And I want to talk, I want to talk about that series real quick. Listen, Russell Westbrook needs some help. I'm not just talking about his starting unit. Yes, he could use some help there, but when he goes to the bench, it's no excuse why, it's no reason why when Russell Westbrook goes to the bench and he sits down for six minutes, six minutes, that the Rockets should outscore the Thunder 27-9? That doesn't make sense. 
Look, I'm sorry. This guy got to be MVP based off of that stat right there. I'm sorry. But what the Thunder are lacking is a backup point guard as well as somebody who's just a bona fide scorer off the bench like a Lou Williams type type of player. They need somebody who can take the load off of him when he goes to the bench because he shouldn't go to the bench and his team should be getting outscored by 18 points in six minutes. I know the Rockets got some got some ballers on the bench. They got Lou Williams. They got Eric Gordon. Even Nene has been playing great off the bench. He couldn't do that here in D.C. Couldn't do that for the Wizards, but it's none of my business. He's been playing great for Houston. And I, I figured this series was going to go exactly like this, a really competitive short series, because who's reliable in the Thunder? Victor Oladipo did not play great at all in this series, and I thought, and I thought he was an upgrade uh, from what they had a year ago at shooting guard. You know, they really haven't had a real good shooting guard since James Harden. Like they had Kevin Martin, they had Cephalosha. You know, Reggie Jackson would play the two sometimes. Deion Waiters, but they haven't had no guy like Harden. But I thought Victor Oladipo would would have a, a more more of an impact on the series, and he did not. Want to talk really quickly about Russell Westbrook's stats? I know a lot of y'all care about that. Last night he had 47 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists on 15 and 34 shooting, and he attempted way too many threes last night. That's not his game. He attempted 18 threes. He was five of 18. He shouldn't be taking no more than 10 in the game unless unless he's just absolutely feeling it. And obviously he wasn't, but. He exerts so much energy in the first half, the first three quarters, that in the fourth quarter he runs out of gas. And I don't want to take anything away from him. He's been tremendous this year. All the triple doubles, I get it, it's great. But he honestly exerted all that energy just to win one playoff game. Really. But uh, last night there was an interesting uh, sequence between him and Patrick Beverly. I wanted to uh, play those sound bites. They got into... I guess not not really a scuffle, but I guess an exchange of words. So I wanna uh play those both of those sound bites. They were honestly really funny, so I'm gonna play both of those for you. Uh Russell, things got a little contentious between you and, and uh Patrick Beverly. Can you talk about you know kinda what happened there? Oh yeah, he was talking about he was first team all defense, but I I I, I didn't know what the hell he was talking about because I had forty two at the time. Um the series you know, I don't know what he talking about. Maybe he was dreaming of some shit. I don't know. Sorry, excuse my cuss word, but I don't know what he was talking about. But I guess he he wanted to be first team all defense or something. Maybe he was dreaming about it. I don't know. You during that exchange that got you so you know upset? No, oh, no. Nah. That's actually the first time we uh we've exchanged words this uh you know this postseason. But uh he's a uh, he's a really good player. He uh applies a lot of pressure just due to his athleticism and his, his creating ability. But now it shocked me because he said he looked up and said, no, it can garbage. You know, I got 40 points. I'm like, that's nice. He took 34 shots to get it. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to bash anybody, but I mean, you know, men lie, women lie, but the numbers don't. Collectively as a unit, we've done a great job on them. Uh, we try to make them um, shoot a lot of tough shots and, and, uh, Patrick Beverly actually has a point. I mean, there's only so much you can do, but listen, Russell Westbrook had 47, but he took over 30 shots. So, I mean, 
they didn't do too bad of a job on them, and then they got the W, so what more can you ask for? I want to really quickly talk about the Spurs and the Grizzlies series, which has been a good series, in my opinion. Uh, the Spurs won last night 116-103. to 103. Kawhi Leonard did his usual thing, but they got a boost from Patty Mills, who scored 20 points last night. Tony Parker scoring 16. I think if they could get those type of contributions. Oh, and there was also a Mono Ginobili sighting last night. If you guys remember, he hadn't scored all series. He hasn't scored a field goal all series, but last night he scored 10. If the Spurs can get those contributions, that would be great. I still think they need LaMarcus Aldridge to do a little more. Maybe he was their big signing last year. He needs to do more. He needs to go back to his Portland days where he's dropping at least 20 a game. The Spurs will really need that. And Dave Fisdale, I'm sorry, man. I can't let you off the hook today. I know you guys are the lower seed, but... Take that for data. That's right. Take that for data. I'm going to move on to the Jazz and Clippers series. And you guys remember I said Jazz in six. Jazz in six. I said it, man. I told y'all uh, the Jazz got one more win to get. And game six is at home for them. So it's going to be really exciting to see if they close the series out. Gordon Hayward did his thing with 27 last night. Uh, Rudy Gobert, his, his, his presence is still being... It's still been felt out there. He had a double-double, 11 points, 11 rebounds. And Joe Johnson, who has been the big story for the Jazz this postseason, mainly in this series, getting buckets off the bench. Last night he had 14, but he hit two clutch shots. He had a three and then a, a nice mid little fadeaway mid-range. And Rodney Hood was also good for the Jazz off the bench, scoring 16. Shout-out to Rodney Hood. But the Clippers, they didn't go away last night. The game was really good, honestly. I woke up and saw the tail end, maybe the final six minutes. And Chris Paul did his thing. J.J. Redick, he did his thing. He scored 26. But Jamal Crawford, he's been MIA this whole postseason. Only only had four points last night. They obviously missed Blake Griffin. But the Clippers just don't have enough. I kind of feel bad for Chris Paul. And I wanted to play his soundbite from his post-game interview last night. He was he was bothered. He was really bothered. The reporter asked a dumb question, but he was really bothered. Chris, uh, will the Clippers be back here Sunday playing a game seven? What? <laughs> your feeling about, you know, your level of confidence that you'll be back here again. What you think? For I'm on the team. What you want me to say? No, it's over. I, just, I mean, that's what you want to hear? Yes. That's... Come on, man. You've been doing this long enough. Seriously, right? You can expand upon that. No, I don't know. Everybody in here laughing for a reason. Chris Paul is officially fed up. Listen, Chris, you're supposed to be on the Lakers. Kobe Bryant's still supposed to be healthy and playing. But we're going to blame that on David Stern. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Chris Paul to the Lakers veto. That's all I'm going to say about that because I'm going to get real sensitive about that topic. Moving right along, I want to transition to the NFL. And the Raiders and Marshawn Lynch have come to a two-year deal. He's supposed to he's supposed to come to Oakland for a physical today. And I just want to shout out Marshawn Lynch. That would be really big for the Raiders. 
here. Man, I'm gonna. Man, I missed that. Uh, I can't wait till he has some more sarcastic remarks. It's go, it's gonna be real fun to see. But seriously, uh, that's a good pickup for the Raiders. That uh, they filled a hole, and uh, it's going. Marshawn Lynch is gonna have a big impact on that offense. I know he plays the uh, NFC East this year, so I'm not looking forward to seeing Marshawn Lynch run all over my team this year. But we're gonna see. Want to get to some local news really quick. Uh, the Wizards play tonight against the Atlanta Hawks. That game is at 6 p.m. at the Verizon Center. The Capitals and the Penguins will start their series tomorrow. Game one of that series will start tomorrow. And I just want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, also, the NFL draft is tomorrow. The Redskins pick number 17. So that's some more local news. But I just want to thank everybody for listening. Tomorrow, I have a really special episode for you guys. Um, tomorrow is going to be strictly NFL draft It's going to be episode number 10 But it's going to be a draft special I'm going to talk some predictions Some sleepers Stuff like that And mainly some big names uh, Where I think they'll land You know the Ruben Fosters, the Brill Peppers Names like that I'm going to talk about that tomorrow So I just want to thank everybody for listening I want to thank everybody for the love and support I hope you all enjoy listening As much as I love recording and talking about this stuff And as always, everybody, take care and stay blessed. This is Mike Curry. Episode 9 is done.